Sean, last week I know there was talk of or the possibility of Seamus having an operation. What's the latest as regards him? Because obviously with him being out of contract in the summer as well, there are those who will fear that he, he might have played his last game for the club. Can you give any hint as to whether Yeah, he's had, he did have an operation. Um, it's straightforward in, in the view of the medical side of things. I don't know the official um, way they've treated it in, in the sense of the operation, but apparently it's gone really well. Um, when they got in there, as they expected, so hopefully it'll be a, a straightforward recovery. And all being well, um, should be fit for next season. Is that a hint that he... No, I'll be speaking on? to him ongoing. I have, I've, I've spoke to all the players here, varying, um, or the ones that needed um, a chat about things. So he's well in the loop of, of where he sits at this football club. How difficult has it been being patient on the injury front with the likes of Dominic Carvalho and the likes even of, of Yerry Mina as well and do you think you're in a position where you're going to get rewarded for that patience now? Well we'll see uh, patience bearing in mind that it's not patience in the sense of just being holding back for the sake of it patience in the sense of the risk and reward scenarios that come in football and it's, it's difficult sometimes you, you know you're very tempted as a manager to push players back in through you know maybe too early in my experience, it doesn't very often pay you back. So we were trying to get players, more, more so with Dom because of his history, uh, or recent history, I should say, uh, more get him to a point when he's, he's almost as, as close to being fully match fit as you possibly can um, before you drop him back into full training. Um, whereas often you'd use full training to get the final bit of fitness. But I think because of his history, I felt that it needed solving, properly solving. We were unfortunate the first time round because he... He was just at the cusp of being fully fit, and he nicked his hamstring again. So then you have to be extra careful. So that was the challenge, and then, but still use the same process. And I think we've seen from his performances, he does look very fit and strong. So that's going to be important over the coming games, of course. Um, but it's a it's a real risk and reward of it, especially also with, uh, with muscle injuries. Sorry, you know that's always a, a trickier scenario, I think. Um, and Yeri's been, Yeri's been fit since he's been here. It's, it's just given proper fitness. I thought he did well in the night fitness-wise. You know, not easy because obviously the game's broken at the minute. It's uh, very skinny. We've managed to get a couple of games in between the, the time I've been here, but not many. Um, so, yeah, he did well with that side of things. And then obviously given a bit of downtime just to recover. What's been the difference managing emotions this week? Obviously a high after the win over Brighton in contrast to, to the week, I suppose, after Newcastle. And, and, and the fact that the, the Brighton game built on the... On the impressive performance against Leicester, but you can't get too carried away. Obviously, no, I think I think more reinforcing the the good pitch behaviour, if you like, in the sense of the tactical demand, the, the the physical demand, gluing it all together with that that sort of mentality to take on a performance and and re, uh, reflecting on it and sharing it with them. You know, showing some clips and and things that we we did well, things that we can still work on. And then on the emotional side, really, the, the challenge you've got, you want them to enjoy it. You know, I want to enjoy it, of course I do, but the most enjoyable thing is getting the whole job done, particularly at this club this season. Um, I just remind them of that. I said, you know, I got back to when I got here, we beat Arsenal, and I said, it's, a, it's a step. It's an important step, but it's a step. Well, the one on Monday was another big, big step in the sense of the time of the season, where it's at. Very important, these games. So I thought it was a big step in gluing it all together. You know, the mentality, the performance, the tactical understanding and the will and demand of a group to play, you play hard. So I want them to enjoy the moment because I think that's a great thing about football. But equally, you've got to be aware to come down very quickly because the next one's the most important one and we've been trying to do that. Against the top side, of course, as well in Man City. I think you've said you want the players to take it on <clears> this weekend. The fans will be backing you all the way, obviously, on that in St. Goodison Park at the weekend. But in what way do you envisage being able to take it on 
against Manchester City. Well, it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, they're a top side. They're performing fantastically well again this season in a number of different uh, avenues, competitions. Um, but they have a, they have a busy pro- games programme as well. Um, I know they've got very, very good players, a squad full of them. Um, he might change things, rotate things. Um, we can't we can't look at everything they do. We have to still focus on what we do. I think we've done a lot of work on that with the group since we've been here. Some good signs, some maybe not. But there's overall there's been a, an adjustment I think in the mentality particularly. So I think that's important, you know, to remind ourselves of the good players that we've got, remind ourselves of the good group that we've got, and the, and the current feel about the group is, is has been a high demand. Um, you know, after getting a bit lower, we've come back up again. You know, with our performance levels now, like I say, they're a very good side, but you've got to find a way of competing. Um, and if you do that properly and you play well, then you've got a chance to win. What confidence do you have that you've got a forward line in the kind of form that can ask questions of them, the way that Dwight McNeil, Dominic, <coughs> Alex Awobi are showing off? Well, I think the the legs, the pace, the directness, the quality is a good mixture, obviously. Um, they have a bit themselves, we know that. But no, we're, we're, it's something that's grown as I've got here, you know, and, and with fitness as well, particularly with Dom. Um, but no, we, we, we like the, the, the way that they're operating. We like the, the pace of the attack that we're, we're managing to get, um, particularly in the last couple of Leicester and uh, down at Brighton. Um, but mainly for me, it's been the quality. You know, it's been some real good quality. And behind that, you need a defensive framework that can, that can give you the base to work from. So we're, you know, the, the, the rules stay the same against whoever you're playing. You know, it's just that you've got to get all the details right against the top sides particularly because Man City they, they work on if you don't get the details right they work on you you know we've got to make sure we're on, on top of every detail Has history come into thinking at any point as well <clears> even <throat> if it means you're looking to change things late in the game I'm just thinking of, of the, the, the equaliser that Damari Gray scored at the Etihad earlier this season Well there's a funny thing I think you know there, there was a noise recently about me not making subs do you know Pep's only made less than me he's made two I think on average or something like that so been pretty good company I think Pep's doing it take that <laughs> Well, as I say, you know, does does a, a player's past history against the side ever come into the thinking and, and their potential for goal? No, not not really. With that respect, you have to, you know, my view is of the game. Um, you know, you can't guarantee from the past what what comes next. Um, I think the game, what the game offers, what you're looking at, how the team are performing, how they're reacting to what's going on in the game. I think that's important to me. Um, and when I like what I see, I tend to not tinker too much. If there's unless it's an obvious thing, you know, an injury or someone. Uh, lacking fitness and stuff like that but if the team are operating in the right manner which at Leicester I thought we were I thought we were dominant in the second period of the second half if you like so therefore I'm like no that, that team got to win it well, no, we didn't on the day but I, I believed it could um, Brighton different obviously we, we were um, the scoreline said we could make them changes but still only made a couple you know, I think that you try and observe what's going on in the game speak with your staff albeit quite difficult while the game's gone on but still what do you think you know constantly sharing thoughts and then make a decision Obviously, Erling Haaland <coughs> been named Football Writers Footballer of the Year as well. I just wonder, it's the first time, obviously, you've managed to side again, a City side with him in it. What difference has he made to your thinking as to how to set up against the ones you've had in the past? I think he's just given them another different way of attacking, hasn't he? You know, I think we all know that with his physicality and the pace and power he brings to it so that we know that Man City have got many, lots of good players, by the way, and it just gives them another way of operating rather than, you know, if they do need to hit a longer ball from back to front or from the keeper, which they've done a few times, they can do. Just think it gives them a different way of operating. No, but he's a high, super high quality player. You know that. Um, but yeah, again, the details have got to be right as individuals and a collective and the shape and all the things that make it difficult for these players, you know, to perform. But it's not... I'm pretty sure Pep knows it's not just about him. There's a very, very strong outfit there across the board, subs, bench, everything. You know, it's a very strong outfit. 
And on that, Jamie Carragher said in his column today that given the timing between two emotionally and physically demanding European games and the context in terms of how fired up the opponent will be, the trip to Everton could be the toughest remaining game in City's quest. How do you see it? I mean, is there a chance that that doubleheader against Real Madrid can impact on them negatively? Well, first, I hope he's right. That'd be good. Um, No, look, I mean, excuse me, the, the... these teams, these clubs, um, particularly Man City over the last few years, they're used to these big games, you know what I mean? And, and used to dealing with what they have to do. So we can't rely on that. If it plays its part, then it might well do, but we can't rely on that. You know, we have to go in with everything right. I always say, you know, against these top teams, in my experience, you have to have everything right. You might need them to have a softer day. You might need decisions. You might need, you know, you defend well. You take your chances. All them things have to come into play. Um, so, no, we certainly can't overthink whether they've got big games around them or not. But they're, they're pretty much used to that. So it's more about us staying focused on what we're going to do. I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks, Billy. We'll go to Stuart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <coughs> is this actually quite a hard one to prepare for? Because Pep does often change his lineup, change his formations. He might rotate, obviously, because of the Real Madrid side. So for you, is it actually quite hard? Because you're not really sure how they're going to line up. Well, when you've got that many quality players and, and a manager who's, who's won everything around... You know, Europe in different ways, different teams. Then, of course, you try and be aware. But he's 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 tinkered less, I think, than when he first got it. You know, his first season, he changed a lot. Um, I think the shape has stayed more similar over the last couple of seasons. But he's got the ability to do so with lots of different players and lots of different styles of players. So, you've got to be ready. Um, that's for sure. And we can only make the players as ready as possible. Um, and then, if they change it on the day, we have to adapt. As you mentioned, they've got a lot of players in a big squad. But with with Harland, is is his threat something that you've worked on specifically with your defenders this week? No, I don't think you can work on um, just one thing because if you work on one thing against Man City, they've got other players who can hurt you. So I think it's a collective attitude, a collective organisation tactically and, and then performing. You know, I, I think if you get zoned in on one player, there's others there who are very, very good players and very effective players. So I think you've got to, I mean, let's have it right, the way he's had this season, you'd like to think our players are, are aware. <laughs> you'd like to think they've seen of him to imagine you know, ways that they might play against him. You know, I was a centre-half, you'd always know the person you were playing against or know of them, and now there's a lot more analysis, a lot more out there to do that. So you'd always have a feel. And then more about us getting the, the team, if you like, right to work around all the scenarios. Because like I say, you can't focus on one player um, because some of these teams, particularly Man City, they're very effective from other areas, not just through that one player. And as a centre-half, would you have fancied your chances against him? I've got to tell you, I fancy my chance about any centre-forward. That's the one strength I had. I weren't that great, but I fancied my chance against every centre-forward I played against. Thanks, Stuart. We'll go to Shimuna, BBC. Hi, John. Um, there's, there's a great result on uh, Monday against Brighton. How satisfying was the scenes at the end with the fans and the reaction that they had? Uh, I prefer that reaction at the end of the season, when we get the job done. But during the process, our fans have been amazing. I've said that. I've never questioned the fans. They've been amazing since I got it. Um, home and away. I always have an extra little bit of respect for away fans purely because it costs a lot of money. Travelling, you know, tickets, all the rest of it, you know, sorting your life out. So I always think there's, that's an added respect level because it costs a lot of money for these people, a lot of effort to get places, especially places like Brian, because it's miles away. So they got a reward for a very good performance and we thank them for their backing. Did you take time to think about the performance, how well 
how unexpected it was, or do you think about the next one, Man City coming up? It wasn't unexpected. I think we've shown signs, and I think certainly the group are working hard. Um, I think the performance level is, is you're looking, I've said it constantly, is consistency. That's what we're looking for, but it's through 90-odd minutes, and it's every every game that comes around, and I think that's what we're always pushing the players to get, more and more consistency of performance. And is, is facing Man City the ultimate test any team can have? The ultimate test is Premier League football. You know, they, you can't take anyone for granted in the Premier League. It's fair to say there's a handful of clubs that are, are you know, superpowers, if you like, as I used to call them, and, and I think they still are. I think Man City are certainly in that group across the globe, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a, an added incentive to take a scalp. You know, but, but really, it's not about that at the minute. It's about points on the board. That's what we're looking to, to get, you know. Um, we beat Arsenal. I wasn't jumping from the rooftops screaming about that. I just said, look, it's a great win. It's a great three points, but it's three points. That's what we're searching for. And uh, I'm sure you're aware they're, they're on for the treble this year. What have you made of their season? Do you think they can go on and achieve that? They're doing what they do, you know, over many seasons, not just this one. They push in most uh, competitions, you know. So I think I think it's something that we've seen before. Whether they can finish that off is yet to be seen, but they push on every level because they're a top outfit and they, they buy top players and they consistently grow. Any way of stopping them? How do you've got to play well as I just said you've got to play well you need to be all on all the details and maybe a scratch of luck a decision here and there but you've got to play well simple as that you've got to perform and the Goodison factor on Sunday do you think there's a sort of added percentage that's in your favour there well since I've been here the, the, the fans across the board have been very supportive and they have been at home so that's all we can ask them is to stay behind the team regardless just keep behind the team and can you imagine the scenes if there is a positive conclusion to this season I can how, how, will you, how will you be feeling? I'll just be feeling that we've got the job done, I can assure you. What sort of statement do you think Monday night sent out as a whole to yourselves and, and also to the to the other teams around the bottom? I don't think it's about statements. I think it's more about what we're looking to do for ourselves, you know, and that is be a, a high-performing outfit um, and that consistency I've been looking for. I think putting back-to-back top performances, I thought we were very good at Leicester, I thought we were very good at Brighton. <coughs> Excuse me, but we certainly weren't designed it as a statement. We're just merely saying we're alive. You know, look at what we're doing. We're, we're competitive. We've got an edge to us. We want to take on the challenge. I think that was a message. Uh, Yeri Mina was in at the back. Can you just talk through your, your thought process in in putting Yeri and James together? Yeah, just I mean, Yeri's. I think I'm right in saying he's the only player that hasn't stepped on the pitch for us in real terms. So at some point, you know, I've got to look at that as well and go right. Okay, could he offer us something different? Um, than what we're doing um, on the night the team in front of him performed well and I think I was a centre half it's always helpful if the group in front of you are performing well I think that's a helpful thing um, and he did he did fine you know especially when he hasn't played in so long so I was pleased for him and, and pleased for the team but it, it's not really about each individual at this time that's for sure it's about the group uh, mentality and the squad mentality but it just goes shows another player who's ready to come in and commit to the course and good to see Andros Townsend back on the grass for the under twenty ones early this yeah, week. Yeah, and he's yeah, he's just started with us again. Um, I mean, he's early on in the process of getting truly fit, but he started with us again. It's great for him because it's been a long haul. Um, I spoke to him about his frustrations of it all, and you know, it can get hard when you're a player. Um, but he's back on the grass and he's enjoying it at the moment again, and we want that to continue. Nice James, we'll go to the <coughs> Excuse me. The Press Association. Let's get a swig of this. This throat needs some work. Just to go back to, to the, in relation to your first question, answer about Seamus and, and next season, have you been able to give any thought to the medium-term planning for, for what you want to do? 
Yeah, I think there's some outlines that I've been speaking, <coughs> excuse me, with Kev Thelwell about and, you know, some background of the club and, and a way forward and thoughts forward. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to what's happening now because we all know when I got here, the noise about, you know, having a done and all that sort of business for this season. We've obviously shown we're not done. We've obviously shown there's more life in what we're doing. We've got to take that on to the end of the season. We know that. Um, and that does change things quite obviously. You know, being in the Premier League is a different viewpoint. So that's the first concern. But there's some background chats about what's going to be needed because you have to continue. You have to make sure that they're still in place. Do you, do you, I don't want to sort of turn fair, but do you have to put, have two, almost two lists or two plans in place for no. survival? And no, not really. No, not really. It's a fluid business, fluid industry. Um, one that I'm used to. So, you know, I, I think you're, you're always fluid thinking anyway. I don't think it's about an exact thought. It's about different scenarios with players, player contracts, ways the club are operating, ways they're looking to operate. So there's a lot going on. It's not just about this or that. Ultimately, it's about survival. Sorry? Ultimately, it's about survival. Well, ultimately, this season, it's about getting past this situation and then growing for the future. 